0: Why, hello there. I'm super excited to chat with you today. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different because typically I tend to give tips of how to do things, ideas, and today I'm actually going to give you a method to help you be aware of your own emotions and physical state. So as I've coached women and I've coached thousands of women, I've talked with women, I've done it in the gym. I started teaching fitness classes when I was 19 and I would interact with people about their health and fitness and their activities around food. And then I started being a personal trainer and then I started coaching online and then I started doing macro coaching where I help women with their nutrition. So I've had a lot of practice basically since I was 19. So 18 years of learning how to interact with people and why they do what they do. One of the things that I've learned is majority of the things we do, we do out of emotion or physical need. So that's kind of what I want to talk to you today. I want to give you a method today that I've learned that I use personally and I think is very useful. And it's really, really simple to master as well. I know we all have different coping skills, and some of our coping skills are very healthy. Maybe going on a walk, reading a book, taking deep breaths. Those are all fantastic. But some of our coping skills are often very unhealthy. And as we get into this today, obviously, I am not a therapist. I am a massive believer in therapy. I wish that all health plans included a couple of sessions with a therapist every year. I mean, we go see a gyno to check on our nether region once a year. Why aren't we checking on our mental health? So I wish I was included, but it's not. And if you feel like you need more support or more help with this, I do highly suggest reaching out to a therapist. There are options online like BetterHelp or Talkspace where you can actually talk to someone and that might be very useful for you, especially if you do have a lot of unhealthy coping skills or connections to negativity with food, making food a negative coping skill, and many other Things, But hopefully, the idea I give you today, this method, will just be a quick assessment to help you recognize your emotional needs and your physical needs. And as always, if you find this episode helpful, don't forget to share it with your friends and your family. I love, love, love more than anything to hear from you when you write a review. It makes me so happy. Today's review is from EBJ Runner Great Health Podcast. I've been listening to this podcast for the past year and I love it. I have learned some great things about my body as a woman and helpful tips to teach my kids. Thank you, Andrea, for doing this. I'm sure it takes a ton of work with your kiddos and just know it's worth it. Thank you, EBJ Runner, for listening and for the support and for the review. I truly am glad you are here. The podcast is like my pride and joy. I love it. I feel like I get to share so much more of my passion in it. So, Thank you for the review and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes along the way. All right, so let's get into it. How can we recognize our coping skills by recognizing our emotions and our physical state? My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. Okay, so today we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of the HALT method. That's H-A-L-T. At the end of the day, everything we do has underlying reasons of why we do it, especially things that we regret later, maybe fighting with a spouse or pounding 40 cookies at once, or even choosing not to exercise when we love exercise. So the point of the HALT method is before we do things to have awareness of why we are about to do it. The HALT method was developed by Greg Hobbs, and the very point of it is to stop To HALT yourself, H-A-L-T, and think about why you are doing something or why you are about to do something. It's been proven to be super helpful for people who have addiction issues or very unhealthy coping skills, and it just is helping you think about the why behind your emotions, your behavior, or your physical state. So the cool thing is HALT actually means stop and think. But more than that, it is an acronym, and it stands for HUNGER. Anger, lonely, and tired. To use the Holt method, all you have to do is stop when you're starting to feel, you know, agitated or triggered or anything. Stop and think and check in with yourself periodically and say, How am I feeling? Am I hungry? Am I angry? If I'm angry, why am I angry? Am I lonely or am I tired? using these four categories, and checking daily. So some people will even check hourly. Really, you can do it anytime you're starting to feel an intense emotion. Check in with yourself. Are you feeling any of these things? Or check in just to see if anything is triggering you. So the importance of the method is for you to get to the root of why something is triggering you on a regular basis to help prevent that trigger from turning into a bad situation, a bad coping skill, an addictive behavior, an argument, whatever it is. What I love about this method is it covers two different areas, which I think are really important and I've learned with clients are huge. There's two of them focus on emotional and two of them focus on physical. So the emotional state is anger or lonely. I also love that it addresses the physical states. Especially as a mother, these two I feel like are so huge in being hungry, which is the H in Holt, or tired, which is the T. As mothers, we spend so much of our time trying to care for others, trying to meet their needs, trying to make sure everyone's emotional and physical and all their needs are met at once that we forget about our own. We forget to check our own physical and emotional needs. And when we forget that about ourselves, we are more easily triggered, we're more easily agitated, we will lean into very unhealthy coping skills. And for some, they even lead into addictions, which aren't great either. So being aware is really, really huge. Let's break all of those down, all of the Holtz, you know, the Ackerman. So first, when you are in a situation where you're noticing, I'm grouchy, I'm, you know, short tempered, I'm snappy, I just don't feel like myself, or maybe I'm just discouraged or whatever it is, think about these things. First, hunger. Have you eaten recently? It seems so simple, but the amount of clients that come to me where I say, we need a reverse diet, you and they're like, why? And I'm like, you're not eating enough food. And they're like, I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm just busy. That's totally normal. Some people under eat on purpose. Some people, it is a complete accident because you're overwhelmed. I see this often with shift workers because they are running around the clock like our nurses to care for these people who have come in the hospital and they don't have time to eat. But then they struggle with you know some of their emotions and stuff because they're not eating regularly. So Me asking, have you eaten? Well, it seems like a simple question. It's important that we do that. It's important that we eat regularly. It actually is helping you have a level mood when you eat. And not only eat, but are you eating well? Making sure that you're getting a variety of nutritionally dense foods. Notice, I did not say 100% clean eating. You know I'm not on that ship. I love myself a good treat. I think everybody who is normal loves themselves a good treat. When I say Focus on that nutrients-dense food. Make sure you're getting a variety of food. Make sure you're getting nice, solid proteins. They have a really high thermogenic rate. They're going to be good for you. Nice, solid fats that are going to keep you full and build your membranes. Solid carbs, including veggies and fruits and complex carbs with fiber on it because that's going to give you energy. So the first thing is how often are we sometimes short with people or agitated or grouchy or or any of those things because maybe we're just hungry and we can assess that. Now, maybe it's not that we're hungry. Maybe it's that we're feeling anger, the second acronym in HALT. The important thing about HALT is that you are supposed to pause and think about what is causing the anger. So as I mentioned for me, I often notice it with stress. I can link almost all of my anger to stress. Now other people might be different. Their anger might be linked to something else. And sometimes your anger can even be linked to some of the other acronyms. Like you get hangry. They don't call it hangry for nothing. I remember being a kid and we would do fast Sundays for the church that I went to. And my brother would tease me as a teenager and he'd be like, hurry, we need to eat dinner because Andrea is really angry. <laughs> really, I was hangry. I like to eat food. I've always liked to eat food. So It's interesting that even these acronyms and these ideas fit into each other. So maybe you're angry. Maybe you think, why am I angry? Maybe I haven't eaten enough. Maybe I'm feeling lonely, so I'm lashing out. Or maybe I'm tired, so I'm short. So recognizing why the anger, and sometimes, as I mentioned, it's one of the other acronyms, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's something totally different. Maybe there's a situation we're in, or we have something sad happening in our lives or in a friend's life, but being aware of that and then thinking why you're feeling that and trying to find a healthier coping skill will be better than lashing out and yelling at someone and then creating a fight with a child or a spouse or a friend or whatever it is because we're not recognizing the underneath emotion of the anger. The next one is lonely. I want you to halt. Again, halt and think, am I feeling lonely? I feel like this one is super common for mothers, especially mothers of young kids, because We aren't always out there socializing. You have a baby that's napping. You're home. You have toddlers that are sleeping. You're at the park trying to have an adult conversation, but like your kid is hanging off the slide in a very dangerous way. And you're like, oh my gosh, my family cannot keep it together. Or maybe that's just us. But in general, so sometimes we feel alienated as women, especially women of young children. So I want you to think about, am I lonely? And if you are lonely, the hardest thing to do, but yet the easiest way to help fix that is to reach out to someone else. And I don't just mean get on social media. I know social media is called social, but let's be honest, we build deep connection through real relationships. I love to get on social because I like to learn. I like the education it gives me. But if I'm trying to feel a connection, I'm going to reach out to a friend, a sister, a neighbor, my spouse. I'm going to try to talk to someone who is really in my life, a tangible person, because that's going to create a deeper connection. So while that is hard, especially as a mother, if you're feeling lonely, I encourage you text someone you love. Literally text them and say, how are you doing? And talk to them for a few minutes. You will be shocked at just that small interaction of how it can help you. Now, Lonely can easily be linked with depression, which is again why you should reach out to a therapist if you feel like that is part of it or see a doctor. I have been very open about the fact that I have had depression in my own life. I have to learn to recognize it, and that can be linked with loneliness, but it isn't always. So, being aware again, the point of this whole acronym of HALT is being aware of your emotions and your physical state and why you're feeling that way. So, If you don't think it's linked to depression, and even if it is, trying to reach out is never a bad idea and create some social interaction, some real tangible social interaction. The last one in the method is tired. Now, this is tricky, again, because Most of you are like me, where you're moms or you're busy women, and you've got a lot going on, and it's really hard to run on low energy, and that compromises our abilities to get tasks done, to cope with hard things in our lives. I know when I'm tired, everything is a crisis. Like, I'll be like, the milk is out. Ah. Okay, really, maybe not that bad, but I'm just saying, like, it becomes a crisis because you're worn down. Now, here's the tricky part. Obviously, if you are addressing what is triggering you, why you're agitated and you've gone through, I'm not hungry, I'm not angry, I'm not lonely, I'm just tired. So with tired is tricky because the best thing you can do is to rest. But sometimes we aren't in situations where we can rest. And in those situations, I do highly suggest trying to do something to recharge the batteries at least. So maybe you have little kids and you're like, I can't take a nap. So maybe I want you to sit down and take deep breaths because that can help you recharge or listen to some relaxing music because that can help you recharge your body and your batteries and your mind even if you can't actually go to sleep. Cat naps are super helpful if you can fit them in when you have kids sleeping. I know it doesn't always work that way. I'm not naive to think, you know, when your kid sleeps, you sleep because you're like, have you seen my house? I can't do that. So I'm not 100% on that boat, but there are times where I'm thinking... Your house can sit. It can be messy. Your dishes can sit. Your assignments can sit, whatever it is. And every once in a while, if you're like, I'm really overwhelmed and I'm tired, I want you to try to lay down. I know for me, I struggle with sleeping. I've been very open about the fact that I struggle going to sleep at night. So I love... My soul CBDs, they're bedtime sleepy gummies. If you struggle going to sleep at night, oftentimes when you have kids and you put your kids to bed, you're like, great, now it's time for me to party. I'm gonna watch movies. I'm gonna eat popcorn. I'm gonna do all these things because it's your me time. But if you think about this acronym, instead of doing that stuff, you are actually tired and you actually need to get in bed. And if you struggle falling asleep when you get in bed, I love soul CBDs. Bedtime besties I have the blueberry lemon ones they are they have no THC in them they're just the cannabidol so they really help you relax my mind races at night so it has been super awesome for me to notice the improvement when I use their bedtime besties to go to sleep because I easily calm down and I easily fall asleep, which is going to help me not be so tired the next day because I'm not laying in bed with my mind racing like a maniac for 45 minutes before I fall asleep because that 45 minutes is precious when you get up early with little kids. So I do have a code for My Soul CBD. It's the code simple, just S I M P L E. You get 15% off and you can just get that at www.mysoulcbd.com. So if you are one of those people who you're like I'm tired but my mind races at night or I have a hard time falling asleep, that's going to be really helpful and I know the last thing anyone wants to hear is I know you want to stay up and watch a movie, but I promise you you will have a Better, healthier situation the next day if you just go to sleep. Okay, so now you know what HALT stands for, the HALT method, how we're gonna use it. We're gonna address what we're feeling, our emotional needs, our physical needs. Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Let's give a quick example of how to do that when it comes to coping skills. And this is one that I'm gonna address because I see it all the time in my clients. I've done it myself, and I just think it's really, really common. So, maybe you're in a situation where you are feeling agitated or triggered or stressed, and you're like, that's it. I'm going to eat this entire box of cookies that I just bought at the store. And you eat one, and then two, and then three, and then four. And then before you know it, like I said, you've eaten 40 cookies and you're regretting it. I want you, when you're in that moment of feeling that stress where you're like, I'm going to town, I'm going to use this as my coping skill, I want you to take a step back and check on your emotional and physical state. Are you actually hungry? If you are hungry, I'm going to say you need to go get something that has some solid nutrient-dense foods in it. I'm fine if you eat the cookie. That's totally okay with me. But I want you to go eat some solid protein, some solid fat, and some complex carbs. Get something to level out your blood sugar so you're not swooping high-low, high-low with that glucose, which is really common. And in general, sometimes when people undereat all day, they end up overeating later at night because their hunger is out of control. So it's creating this bitter cycle of under eating and overeating. So first in the halt, if you're feeling like I need to pound all the sugar and treats and all the things in the world, I need you to think, am I hungry? If I'm hungry, I need some real food. I need stuff that is going to nourish my body. And then after I eat that, sure, have a cookie, all good with that. But I need you to eat some real food. Second, I want you to think about your anger or your stress. For me, when I am stressed, or angry, It's easy to reach for food because it is a moment that tastes good. It is something that in the moment, I'm like, oh, this is going to heal this emotion. That's not going to heal the emotion. It's a coping skill that's actually not good for you. And what you need to think of is, why am I angry? Why am I stressed? What is happening? And then evaluate the emotion. Don't suffocate it with 40 cookies. The next thing is, are you lonely? Sometimes we use food as a way to cope. When we're lonely, because we want to feel something. And lastly, are you tired? Tired is huge. And honestly, thirsty, I know thirsty isn't in the equation of the the method, but people all the time will reach for sugars and treats and all kinds of things when really they're just dehydrated. That's really, really common. So am I tired? If I'm tired, can I go do something to recharge my batteries? Maybe I can't go to sleep right now, but can I sit down and take some deep breaths and close my eyes for two minutes? And just relax and just calm my heart rate and just slow down. Something that simple. Just recognizing that is going to help you not use an unhealthy coping skill. It's going to help you not fall down this black hole of where you're doing something you actually are going to regret later. Again, you know me, I'm not against the cookie, but I am trying to prevent you from having 40 in a row when that's really not even what you need. Really, you're just need a meal you're angry, or stressed, you're lonely, or you're tired. And maybe addressing the actual physical or emotional need is going to be better for you. Now, obviously, being able to slow down and use this HALT method is going to help you from relying on any type of substance that isn't great or any type of sc- coping skill that isn't great for you because you're slowing down and it's going to create awareness and it's honestly not just about food either like obviously the example I gave you was with food but what about when we're sharp with our spouse instead of just like snapping at them over and over again with a partner or spouse maybe we should say why am I doing this oh you know what I skipped lunch today so I'm agitated let me eat some food and then have this conversation with you oh, I didn't get a great night's sleep and saying to your spouse, hey, I'm sorry I was short. I didn't get a great night's sleep. Maybe you can trade me tonight and I can go to bed a little bit earlier if you have a baby with a feeding or just in general, let's not watch a show tonight, whatever it is. Or addressing, you know, if there's stressors, just being aware can create so much openness and prevents a lot of unhealthy interactions with things and with people in general. I think if we can really focus on why we're feeling the emotion or what we are feeling physically, it could make a huge difference. I've actually also been using this HALT method. And I think it's important to think about when you're dealing with your kids, because oftentimes kids lash out or they're moody or they're angry, and it seems out of the blue. And as I've been working on this with myself, I'm like, hmm what is she? I'm going to stop and I'm going to think, is she hungry? Is she angry? Is she feeling lonely or tired? Now, you might think lonely. How can a toddler feel lonely? How can a little kid feel lonely? I've noticed on days where I'm super busy. I'm go, go, go. I've got a lot of appointments. I'm here. I'm there. I'm all over. All of a sudden, my youngest starts being really moody and lashing out and grouchy and it shows as anger, you know, and she's triggering. And I've realized, oh. She feels lonely. She doesn't feel like I'm paying attention to her. She just needs a hug. And literally, I'll sit down like she could be losing it, and I will sit down, and I will just put my arm around her, and it can just take a minute or two, and then sometimes it helps her calm down. So even with our kids, I think recognizing and stopping before we escalate with them and say, halt. Okay, what are they feeling? What am I feeling? What is the emotion? What is the physical state? Is anyone hungry? Is anyone angry? Is anyone lonely? Is anyone tired? And how can we address those needs before we go down this road of chaos? So my challenge to you today and to me, because I've actually been working on this too. When I discovered this method, I was like, this is amazing. And it's very, very simple. And as I mentioned, I am going to have a therapist on to talk about coping skills and to get deeper in this, but this is a base layer. So my challenge to you, because I love health and fitness so, so much, like I love it. A lot, a lot, a lot. And that includes obviously food and exercise, but it also includes our mental health. It includes our social health. It includes our spiritual health. And being able to recognize things that are triggering us or making us feel emotions or making us have coping skills and being able to recognize those emotional and physical needs is going to make a huge difference in our ability to stay level. To improve our relationships with food and exercise and the people around us and our own mental health is going to be huge. So this week, when you're feeling agitated, triggered, grouchy, lethargic, lonely, whatever it is, I want you to halt. I want you to stop. I want you to think a minute. I want you to process what you are feeling and create some awareness and try to adjust and actually cover your physical and emotional needs. And if you do it this week and it goes well for you, I want to know. Send me a DM. Put something in your stories. I want to hear about it because this is something I'm working on, just recognizing the real physical or emotional need. And I would love to hear from you. All right. That's it for today. We're all going to master this HALT method. It's going to be amazing. And I know you're going to have a killer week. And as always, remember, you are always doing better than you think you are. All right. We'll chat next week.